Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Do you want to do? You want to sit down or? Let's sit down. Yeah, yeah. let's run it. Run awesome. it back. All right, everybody. Hello. Um, my name is Monica Garcia. I am the founder director of the Love Yourself Foundation. So thank you everybody for for coming and supporting and for just being here. It means so much to the whole team. We put so much of our heart into everything that we do, from our blog to our podcast to our events, and just to see it all grow is a dream come true, truly. So today, I am so grateful. I have uh, Jake Gallen here with me. He is the uh, host of a podcast called The Guest List Podcast. Um, And his story is so, so inspiring to me. And I know it's going to be so inspiring to all of you as well. And uh, I'll just let you introduce yourself too, Jake. (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me on, Monica. It's uh, cool that the tides have turned and now that I'm the guest (laughs) you invited me onto the guest list so uh, for those who don't know me my name is Jake Gallen I'm a born and raised Las Vegas local 29 years old I grew up on the east side of Las Vegas shout out to any chaparral cowboys that are out there what's up right there Um, my story is a little a little crazy Um, I went to UNLV Uh, I was in a Jewish fraternity there AE Pi um, over the last 10 years, up until recently, I'd worked on the Las Vegas Strip, the most recent five years at Omnia Nightclub as a busser. Um, during that time, I've also been a little bit of an entrepreneur, owned an antique store, tried to develop a ticket verification app called Chameleon. And then once everything closed down about, was that 15 months ago now? Um, I decided to go headfirst and start a podcast, um, really as a tool to network with all of the different entrepreneurs and leaders that are out here in Vegas. Because one thing that I learned is there's so many Vegas podcasts, but they all focus on the Strip, the things that are happening on the Strip. But what really makes Vegas great is the people. And we're kind of in this, whoop, and we're, we're kind of in this golden age of culture out here in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is a very new city. I mean, it's a little over 100 years old, but we're now kind of transgressing into the next evolution of technology and culture and building bridges off of tourism. And so um, in about a year and I guess two months since I started the podcast, the show's hit about 50,000 downloads and views. 
with about 125 entrepreneurs, creators, leaders, politicians, pretty much anyone who is making a name for themselves in Vegas and really putting effort to build culture into the city. That's how I met Monica. Joelle was on the podcast as well, who's going to be one of the premieres next after me. And uh, it's really just been cool to, to now work with everyone. And it seems like the city's really just jumped on board with it. Absolutely. I mean, it's been such a... I mean, when Joel made that connection, and uh, it was, I was so grateful. I mean, you know, we're in the peak of a pandemic, and but it's so wonderful to see the new things that have been blossoming. And yours, your your pod, your podcast started because I mean, because of the quarantine and everything. So, can you tell a little bit, a little bit more the details of that of of how you were like, man, I'm just gonna I'm gonna start this already yeah, and yeah. get it going. Yeah. So I was I've been thinking about doing a podcast for about two years before I actually started it. And um, I just realized that there was no go-to talk show in Las Vegas for people to talk about. Um, I was, grew up a big Joe Rogan fan, Tim Ferriss fan. How many people out here actually listen to podcasts? Raise your hand. Not too bad. They say that about 50% of the United States listens to podcasts. Um, from my own research, I think it's a little less in Vegas. So I'm trying to corral all of you guys and bring you on to the dark side. <laughs> but... Yeah, so once the strip closed down and the pandemic happened, uh, to me, it was just like, without a doubt, um, society was going to progress in this very digital manner. And uh, the creator economy is going to kind of take over with, you know, Instagram influencers, YouTubers, people who are going out and doing businesses. And uh, yeah, I first started off with two nurses. Um, one of my, the first nurses had the first COVID patient in Las Vegas. So... That was some cool insight, and then I had on a local politician and founders of, you know, sports card companies and solar companies and owners of casinos, and it's really just grown and grown and grown, and I really put a lot of effort into it. My own personal story, um, while I was working at Omnia for a long time, I kind of got into some, some deep, deep trouble. Um, was abusing a lot of a lot of drugs and alcohol, and really kind of just got captured into that nightlife scene. If you ever think about a night, Las Vegas nightclub, everything that happens behind the scene is exactly how you imagine it. Uh, there's, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. And so uh, there came a point where I was spending a lot of money and abusing my health. And I decided to, to get sober and really focus on um, doing what was important and building a brand and kind of putting everything and all my wants aside to connect with everyone in, in the city. And so, yeah, it's been it's been very beautiful, and now it's to a point where I don't even have to reach out to people. People just come, and you know they want to talk and just share people's stories. All, all the, the show itself is generally about the conversations are about an hour to an hour and a half, sometimes two hours. I think we went like almost an hour and a half. It's just incredible to hear people's stories, and yeah, it's it's a really really fun time. Yeah, and I feel like um, I remember you when we met. You're like, man, you're, you're a conversationalist, and so are you, obviously. <laughs> And so I, I think I would love to for you to talk a little bit more of that, like as a as a host, like that 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 connection that is made when you're connecting with somebody, especially because we had never met, right? But somehow we were able to just connect, and the conversation just flowed. And so there's a true art form to it. And I mean, obviously you're a natural, <laughs> but but yeah, tell us a little bit more of that and like the joy of of just connecting with a stranger, but somehow finding so much to talk about. Yeah, they're, they're, I like to call myself more of like a hows and a whys. I want to understand how you got in the position that you are and why you go about it. 
Um, I like to say that I'm just a facilitator of conversation through my guest stream of consciousness. That might sound like a lot, but it's really just being very genuine and authentic with somebody, um, letting them guide the conversation. I kind of will bring it back, but we do go on tangents as well. Um, our conversation, we had something a little bit different. We also went through like a breathing exercise on air, which was pretty cool, pretty cool to see. But when, when you're communicating with somebody, I always say that at first you need to understand to be understood. You need to understand who's you know, across from you and just let them pour their heart out, let them divulge some information, what they feel comfortable to. And then sometimes they actually give you cues social cues, body language, where they want you to continue and push on to that topic a little bit more, where sometimes maybe they weren't able to say it to you know, their significant other or their best friend or anything like that. So it's really about creating that, that comfortable environment. I think tone is a lot that goes into it, um, just being very friendly, very open. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, and it, thanks to the pandemic, that's, you know, I don't want to, like, undermine, right, the suffering that's gone through the pandemic, but same with us, like, we, we started the podcast um, last August, and as a person, I'm a very social individual, and it's been such a great way, right, to, to connect to people in a time where we were told that we couldn't be meeting people in person, um, and I know that was a big drive force for you, right, to just get it going during that time. Had to, I mean... Most people who start a podcast think about starting a podcast for like years before you actually start it. But yeah, I started it with through Zoom and communicating with somebody through Zoom isn't the same authentic conversation as sitting right next to somebody sharing those vibrations, you know, those expressions. But at some point, you kind of just got to put your head down and just just get through it, even with the lag on Zoom or, you know, stopping a conversation with an important individual and now you feel embarrassed. Uh, it's really, yeah, it's really about that, that communication and we, we, we like to be, or we, we don't want to be vulnerable in public, but from the way that to progress and grow, you have to open yourself up and be vulnerable. It's something that I said in episode zero with very, very terrible grammar very monotone. It's cringe every time I open it. But, you know, it's like one of those cool milestones that you get to check and look back on and see your own personal growth. Because when you're doing a podcast and the community that you build around it, same with starting businesses, that community gets to grow with you, right? They, they learn and they see all the mistakes that you made, but then they gain the confidence in you because you're being consistent, but you're being a true authentic individual. It shows that you do love yourself at the end of the day. <laughs> and that was going to be my question for you now. Because <laughs> um, usually what I, I always ask uh, people at the beginning is, what is it that you love about yourself? Um, so what do you love about yourself, Jake? And also, how has that helped you in your life so far? I think my most important trait is just never giving up, always double downing on yourself and just just know that at the end of the day, all of the dots and all the experiences that you've had in life, they will connect at some point. You know, I had an antique store, which could be considered a failure, you know, but if you derive some of those positive segments and skills from that, you can eventually apply that down the road. Same with Chameleon Verify app, you know, lost a bunch of money on it, learned how to negotiate, learned how to have authentic conversations, put yourself in front of people and ha how to have like a pitch deck, which who knows when you're going to use that in life, you know? Um, and kind of just always seeking out opportunity. Um, when somebody 
we're always presented opportunities every day in our life. And a lot of times we don't even recognize that the opportunity is so sitting true. there right in front of you. So I think it's about just understanding that those kind of things exist. Always believe in yourself and don't listen to what others have to say if they want to put you down because that's just how they're feeling internal and they're kind of casting that onto you. Um, most of the things that I've tried to do in my life have seemed to have some sort of success, but it's all about just corralling all of those skills, kind of like a, a skill stack, something I like to call it, where you eventually do so many things in life that you can eventually put all of those skills in one bucket and then nobody else is, is there to replicate it. Yeah, and, I, and the thing I like to always say is like how you're going to do it is unique already because you are a unique person. So whatever it might be, I remember I went through this at the beginning of when I was uh, wanting to start LYF and was like, what? But it, I remember I was like, but there's maybe this already exists, but nobody will do it in the same way, and you're not going to meet the same people. It's always going to be a very unique experience, regardless if you're just another whatever type of group or you know whatever it might be. So that's something that I always like to encourage people to, mm -hmm. is that we're all unique, and the way you do it is going to be so special. <laughs> it is. We, no matter what I've done, and most entrepreneurs now, about 130 that I've communicated with, it, it seems very lonely in the beginning. You know, you're out there building a business, starting a podcast, yelling into a dark abyss where no one's listening to three downloads. You know, nobody comes to the show, whatever it is. But eventually, people tend to build infrastructure under you. If you're consistent, then people will identify that with your core personalities. And you never know how others will identify you, right? Purpose is how we view our journey, but success is how others view our journey, right? So no matter where you are along that path, some people that reached out to me in episode 10 already like destined me as success. And I was like, I'm terrible. Like this isn't successful at all. And then other people reached out recently and they're like, oh, you're very successful. But to me, the mission, the core purpose has stayed the same. So I think it's about how we internalize our own objectivity really just stay with it and roll with it and know that eventually help will come. It's just all about connecting the right individuals to you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and one thing too I want to know is, um, you know, your journey of when you decided to uh, leave the, those habits of, of mm -hmm. drug use and all that. That can be very lonely as well, right? Because you get so used to being in that same type of community and you're deciding to, to change pretty much so many things of your life. Can you talk a little yeah. bit more about that? Yeah, so I, I like to call it a decade of debauchery. started drinking when I was 16 down at SHAP. Then when I went to college at UNLV, I lived in a fraternity house for, for four years. And there we were partying, you know, drug use, everything like that. And then that transitioned to working at one of the most popular nightclubs in the world, where it, everything that happened in college just, just amplified with an insane amount of money attached to it as well. And it wasn't until I had some friends around me that kind of like almost had this intervention with me and was just like, you know, we always believe that you're gonna be successful, but the way that you're going about your life and destroying it, it's not something that I wanna be a part of. And that was like a real big turning point because a lot of times when we have turning points in our life, it's usually like a near-death experience, right? Lose a family member, lose all your money. For me, it was like almost losing my best friends. And that was just like, it made me look internally. And so then from that day on, I, you know, I quit drinking, quit going out and doing drugs, spending money and all these other things that were happening that I was kind of just looking past because I was having so much fun doing everything. 
And I knew that, you know, in our 20s, it's a really big focal point for us to succeed. Like, what we do in our early 20s to late 20s is what's going to push us into success or, or not be successful. And um, so, yeah, really did buckle down. And can you imagine working at a nightclub being the one sober guy of like 300 employees there and you're pouring drinks with people, they're offering you to go out with them and do drugs and all these other things. And it, 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 it felt really lonely for a long time. And especially going out to bars and nightclubs and being that sober guy. But eventually you realize that nobody's really paying attention to you not drinking. And, so true. and all of these you know, all of these opinions of like people trying to force you to drink and go out there and party and stuff like that, they were all just preconceived notions because after you told everyone that you stopped drinking, no one really forced anything down. It was just like this fictitious wall that we'd put up there for a long time. And so it really gave me like true freedom the first time in my life to really focus on me and not be that, that crazy wild party guy who's going to go out and do some, court of, some sort of crazy thing like jumping off roofs and into pools and running through doors and all these like weird crazy experiences. So it was lonely and you know there was a lot of different things that happened that led me to that decision which will all be released at a later time in a book and stuff like that but um, it, it just it, it felt right. It really felt right and it's really turned out to be a, a, probably the be one of the best, I like to call it one of the best worst mistakes I ever made in my life. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's so great. You know, you caught yourself before anything else maybe could have happened uh, that could have been a lot more worse, you know. Mm -hmm. And look at you now. And you truly inspire me. Oh, I know you. you inspire a lot of people in this city. And also as a person that grew up in Vegas, Vegas negative, um, I remember, you know, growing up and just thinking that Las Vegas was like this wasteland. And it just it never felt like the community was being taken care of. And what I really love is that now those kids, now we're the ones trying to build <laughs> yes. better better things for the community and actually have, and we, we totally have an incredible culture here. And that's what I love so much about your podcast because the, the success of your podcast means that it's going to allow people from all over to realize that there's so much more to Las Vegas. Mm. So you're doing, you're giving all of Las Vegas is a huge gift by what you're doing. So thank you. Uh, thank you. No, it's, it's really beautiful to see. When I, worked, when I worked at the nightclub, our managers used to say, you know, Omnia will bring in the guests, but what keep the guests coming back is you guys, the employees. And so that made me realize that's the same thing with the outlier of the city, right? Like, you know how many times I got asked what hotel room I lived in? Like, so many, of the so many of the tourists don't even realize, like, there's a huge multi-million po person population outside of the city, <laughs> which, is, which is crazy. But Vegas, like I said in the very beginning, we're in this, like, cultural renaissance. It, Vegas is, outside of the Strip, it's kind of faceless, but I'm starting to see these different pinpoints of growth and infrastructure being built. And it's really happening down here in downtown in the Arts District. That's why I moved down into the Arts District. Shout out Share Downtown. Um, the community down there is so different from anywhere else. I don't know if it's because of the, the absence of gambling, but it really feels alive. And it feels like everyone down there has purpose and intention. And that's something that I try to live is a life full of intention. Because without intention, we just turn ourselves on autopilot and we lose our sense of purpose. So with all of the entrepreneurs and creators that I talk with, they all live that same life, just like you, a life full of intention and meaning. And together, if we do this together in Vegas, 
we can really make a huge impact on the trajectory of where the city is going to progress. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Um, so before we close out, Jake, um, I wanted to know, what's one piece of advice that you can give to someone right now that maybe they're starting a new project, you know, whatever it might be for them. Um, but that, in my, that's such a sweet spot to be in, like when you have that inspiration and maybe you're not getting the support from your family or friends and you feel really alone in it, it like, we were, like we've been talking about it, it can be very lonely. So what's some advice you can give to folks out there? If you're feeling lonely, I think the best route to go is to reach out to anybody on social media. One of the things that I didn't realize at first was if you DM you know, an influencer or somebody who's just building something cool, I always thought they would never reply. And to my surprise, I'd probably get like 90% response from even people with millions of followers. And it's like, every, we're all out here just navigating life the same, you know, whether you have $10, $10 million, 10 million followers. Everyone here is exactly the same. It's what I've learned having hour, two hour conversations with somebody where we all long for that connection. And so we're all willing to, to give back to one another because we do want to see this, not only the city grow, but everyone gets to grow with us and we all get to grow together. So well said. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, we could have a, if someone might have a question for Jake if there's any questions regarding anything we talked about or anything anybody would like to share. Yeah, if questions, if there's no questions, um, just if you listen to podcasts, type in Jake Allen's Guestless Podcast, Apple, YouTube, Spotify, it's all there. Two episodes per week. J-A-K-E. Uh, <laughs> G-A-L-L-E-N, that's my name, and then the guest list, T-H-E-G-U-E-S-T, right, I think, <laughs> L-I-S-T, <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it, the show is only going to continue to, to evolve. Um, we all get to do this together. I really just want it to be a tool for those out here who maybe don't identify with the strip and the things that go on there to really go out there, connect with someone, be a part of a, prog uh, a, a project that identifies with you, maybe has some meaning, or reach out to me if you want to start a podcast or if you know a guest or anything like that. We're all in this together. That's why we're all here, to love ourselves. Yes. <laughs> awesome, Jake. Well, thank you so much. Um, it's always a joy connecting with you. And again, I've already said it, but I'm so appreciative of what you're doing. Um, you're, again, helping Las Vegas grow and to help people learn about other aspects of our city. So thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, no, thank you for this opportunity. Really incredible. Love everything you do. This is the second event. I'll be at all of the other ones. And it's cool how we talked about you doing this on the podcast. And now it's actually happening. And I get to be here a part of it. Yeah. Exactly. It's you so literally spoke it into existence. Manifested. <laughs> <laughs> Manifested. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Thank Jake. you.